Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to V Brown Bag. Uh, tonight, we are going to take a bit of a break from, from our NSXT series and shift focus to something else that we, I think you'll like. Tonight, we're going to get an introduction to VMware Cloud Foundation. Uh, we're going to be hearing from a couple of folks, Heath Johnson and Kevin T-Bear. T-Bear, did I say that right, Kevin? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Okay, very good. Uh, before we get started, just a couple of housekeeping notes. Um, this is a uh, interactive session, so if you're watching live, please feel free to ask questions along the way. Use the Q and A uh, chat box in Zoom, or use the hashtag vbrownbag, vbrownbag, please, uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you want to tune into any of our other shows, check out the schedule on the right here. We do multiple shows throughout the weeks in different geographies and time zones around the world. Um, and if you missed any of these sessions or any of the other ones, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, uh, V Brown Bag on YouTube. Pretty easy to find. I'm your host, Ken Nalbone, and tonight joining me are Heath Johnson and Kevin T. Bear from VMware, going to give us the introduction to VMware Cloud Foundation. So, fellas, I'm going to unshare, and you can take it away. All right, awesome. I'll kick off the share here. Let's see. I'm going to assume you can see my screen. Yep. All right, excellent. It's not giving me the border like it usually does on the screen. All right, should, should you see the PowerPoint, correct? Yes, we do. All right, excellent. All right, so, uh, so we're going to talk about VMware Cloud Foundation 4, and I'm going to try and dive into the fundamentals, right? To, bring everybody up to speed. I saw uh, on Twitter, somebody was asking you, Ken, about, okay, uh, you know, what, is, what does Cloud Foundation do for like small, medium businesses, right? Is it something that is for SMBs or is it something that's for uh, enterprise customers, really? And so I wanted to make sure that <clears throat> I get everybody up to speed on the basics of some of our terminology. Um, we use some um, pretty, some different uh, terminology that not everybody's familiar with yet. So uh, I want to make sure everybody's up to speed on the terminologies that we use within uh, Cloud Foundation and uh, get it, like, kind of lay the ground for what Cloud Foundation is. And then in a couple of weeks, we've got Kevin and he's going to give us a, a what's new view with the latest version of Cloud Foundation uh, and how that looks for version four. So I'll cover little bits of four here, but mostly this is really just kind of the fundamentals, the basics of what is Cloud Foundation. So. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so a little bit about myself. I am Heath Johnson. I'm a senior technical marketing manager with the hyper-converged infrastructure business unit here at VMware. Um, so I've been with VMware. It's going to be coming up on five years here, uh, which is starting to blow my mind even. Um, and I'm based out of southern Wisconsin. I've uh, been doing uh, VMware for quite a long time. Um, I even have a, a boxed copy of ESX2 sitting on my bookshelf. And uh, I love to do flying, anything that relates to flying and um, getting in the outdoors. And uh, Kevin is not too far from me. I don't have an introduction slide, but Kevin, if you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, Kevin Tiber. I'm a staff technical marketing architect. Uh, work on the same team as Heath uh, in the uh, HCI business unit. I uh, spend most of my time uh, either working in PowerPoint or, or working uh, on VCF in a lab. So uh, with that, Heath, 
take it away. All right. Awesome. So uh, I trimmed this deck down as much as possible. And so over the next hour or so here, we're going to dive into just these um, basics here. We give a little bit of an overview of what is Cloud Foundation, talk about uh, some of the architecture and the basic building blocks like workload domains, how you deploy it, uh, and then talk about lifecycle management, some of the storage options, and then some of the automation. I even, uh, even have some automation stuff if we have got time yet. Uh, that we can dive into for Cloud Foundation. So starting out with the the basics, right? So uh, for a while when I joined VMware, I was a TAM. And so TAMs kind of are more uh, hands-on consultants that help customers, uh, VMware customers implement uh, VMware products uh, in their environment. And so I this is kind of a typical environment I would see with uh, some of our TAN customers where they were, challenged with uh, keeping things uh, up to date. And you, you kind of grow these systems organically. Even when I was a customer for many years, I would start out down here like on the ESXi 5 host and I would be uh, <clears throat> load, it, load up a system and then we'd end up going, oh look, uh, 5.1 came out, let's load up another one because this one's got single sign-on domain on it. And so then you ended up with two different versions of ESX and uh, two different vCenters because you don't want to um, try out the newest one. And then before you know it, you need another site that you load 6.0. Uh, you might try some KVM or OpenStack. And before you know it, this thing just kind of organically grows and then you forget to go patch some of the older systems, right, and keep things up to date. And so things tend to grow organically well, for our customers and, and over time can get out of hand. And so patching and upgrading can get difficult and maintaining systems like this can get difficult. And each one of these ends up with different settings. You can kind of see some have high availability, some have DRS or fault tolerance and, or different cluster settings. And so there's no consistency amongst all these different sites. They're all uh, unique snowflakes. Uh, within each individual system. And so uh, we see a lot of different individual snowflakes across different customers, right? So diving into this, I even have some customer data, right? I've shown this, uh, these slides a couple times where this was one customer that has 10 different versions of vSphere in their, or ESX in their environment. Um, let's just say that <clears throat> when you have this many versions of ESX, things don't always run smoothly, uh, especially when VMs vMotion between hosts and it's different versions like this, all of a sudden some business application just stops working and you're not sure why. Um, so, so being able to make sure that you have a solid, consistent environment is really, really important. And so then we also have patching, right? So some customers, as you can see here, struggled with uh, patching anything at all. Uh, this is pretty amazing to show the solid uptime of this ESXi host, 1,965 days of uptime. Um, but uh, that's a major security problem, and so we want to make sure that our customers are being able to do patching, upgrading, and creating a solid, consistent environment across all their hosts. And so when you kind of look at all those different things, on top of that, our customers love to have things just really easy to use. Um, so I don't know that everybody out there that's watching this has ever deployed a public cloud infrastructure, but it's as easy as being able to go to a website, uh, swipe your virtual credit card, right? And you can purchase cloud capacity. And 
uh, get actual access to physical resources within a few hours, you still have to configure the networking and in different settings for your specific environment so that it works with your business applications. But um, it, uh, it's really, really easy to do. And so that simplicity is what drives our customers towards what we're uh, saying. They love the cloud experience, but there's three laws to public cloud where customers really love that public cloud experience. And uh, the, these three laws are the laws of physics. And so speed of light being the speed of light, uh, you can't always make things um, uh, go any faster than the speed of light. So sometimes your end users need to be close to the business application. And so you need to have that proximity of being able to be close to the business application. And so that cloud has to be close to where the end users are. Um, we've some customers have discovered that public clouds are expensive, right? It costs money. And then there's also things like laws of the land that, uh, also may or prevent you from being in a specific cloud. So things like uh, GDPR or the European business rules dictate that the, the data of a customer can never leave its borders, right? Where that customer resides. And so those three laws of cloud have kind of driven customers back towards an on-premises cloud experience. They want to go <clears throat> back to their own private data center. And so that's where, uh, VMware Cloud Foundation starts to come in. So we're trying to provide this standardized architecture uh, that's that full stack approach of all the things that you see in the public cloud. So we're providing uh, compute, storage, networking, management, um, <clears throat> and making sure this is a solid, tested, and validated environment. So when we looked at, uh, you know, the, the customer struggle slide, we can see all the different Snowflake versions. And so we make sure that uh, all our customers, when you're deploying Cloud Foundation, are deploying a tested and validated environment. So you, uh, when you call it for support, you say, I have Cloud Foundation, support knows exactly what, uh, what is uh, within the environment and how the architecture looks. Um, and then we're trying to provide that simplified user experience to make it cloud-like. So you can just click on a few things and deploy infrastructure quickly and easily. And then we're making sure it's all secure um, from the very beginning as much as possible. So let's dive in a little bit deeper into, so now we, let's kind of just lays the ground level there for what is Cloud Foundation from kind of a marketing perspective, right? Let's take a look at uh, what it takes to deploy Cloud Foundation, right? So when we look at deploying Cloud Foundation, it's a greenfield only installation. So we can't take in an existing customer's environment and automatically just absorb it and turn it into Cloud Foundation. We're looking to deploy this solid, consistent infrastructure. And so we want to make sure that uh, it's, it's going to be Greenfield. So to do that, we need to stand up this, what we call a management domain. And so we've had a management domain be the uh, recommended best practice from VMware for many years now. And this is just the cluster where all the management components of your private cloud live, right? So the vCenter, NSX controllers and managers, um, and then for us, the SDDC manager and platform services controller components, all those different uh, VMware 
uh, components live within this management cluster, management domain. And so <clears throat> the way we stand it up within VMware Cloud Foundation is we uh, initially we start out with an Excel spreadsheet or a JSON configuration file, whatever a customer is comfortable with. And we this Excel spreadsheet contains all the different parameters of the customer's environment. So, and we'll dive into this uh, in more detail. I've got a copy of it here that we can take a look at. Um, and then from a high level, once we fill out all these details, will the, the user will have a rack full of at least a minimum of four physical hosts, where these uh, four physical hosts will have ESXi installed uh, with a speci specific configuration so that it's ready for uh, VMware Cloud Foundation to get installed on. Um, and so the first four hosts will have that configuration loaded in the Excel uh, configuration file, and the administrator will um, boot up and install what we call the Cloud Builder appliance. And this is kind of a, it's on a one-time OVA appliance that gets installed. Um, it can be in your existing uh, vSphere environment, or if you don't have anything, you can install this Cloud Builder appliance on uh, VMware Workstation or VMware Fusion just to kind of get things started. Um, and so this appliance uh, sits and connects on the same VLAN to these four ESXi hosts where you got the top rack switches and VLANs all trunked and configured in for what's necessary to deploy Cloud Foundation. And we'll take this Excel spreadsheet and upload it to the Cloud Builder appliance. And then the Cloud Builder appliance will automatically uh, install and configure the entire management domain. So it'll take those first four ESXi hosts and deploy or, and configure vSAN on them, right? So we'll deploy the vCenter and the platform services controller and get that single sign-on domain stood up. And then we'll turn this, uh, these, ES, these four ESXi hosts into a cluster and enable vSAN across them. Uh, deploy the distributed switches or the consolidated switch for Cloud Foundation 4. Uh, we'll stand up NSX and install the NSX Manager controller cluster. Uh, deploy the NSX edges uh, if you have that configured within the system. And then we'll deploy the SADC Manager and ingest uh, all these different settings uh, for what we've deployed with all this automation. So this whole, whole process of standing up this management domain is a fully automated process from day zero. It's just a matter of filling out this Excel spreadsheet. So let's take a look. So Heath, while we're doing that, yep. a question came in from Mathun. He said, uh, can the Cloud Builder appliance be used to build on-prem automation? Uh, define on-prem automation. I'm not sure what he means by that specifically. Yeah, Mathun, you might want to clarify that. Wait for that to come in a little bit. You kind of see that uh, the Cloud Builder appliance really is purpose-built just for deploying this management workload domain. Um, the other th thing that it can do as well is it's got, uh, yeah, so it will build the ESXi. So it's got uh, two different uh, web interfaces built into the Cloud Builder appliance, one for deploying the management workload domain and another for doing a bare metal install of ESX and actually laying down that bare metal installation. So uh, that process is um, Pixie Boot based. So you'll set up the physical ESXi host for Pixie Boot and these will be picked up by the Cloud Builder appliance and do that bare metal imaging process. 
hopefully that answers your question on that. But yeah, that's those are the two purposes of the Cloud Builder appliance. Outside of doing bare metal installation and deploying that management domain, uh, this thing can be turned off and, and thrown away if you don't use it. Um, not a lot of our customers use the bare metal installation. Most of our customers are gonna get um, that bare metal installation and configuration done by the OEM. So they'll specify uh, that they need the host configured for Cloud Foundation and we will, uh, the OEM will typically provide it that way specifically. Um, but so here's a take a look at the configuration spreadsheet, right? So this kind of says, okay, I've got my four hosts rack stacked and configured for ready for ESXi. Um, we go through and we make sure that we've got uh, different settings. So we got to make sure that we got the static IP configured. We've got the management network. So different VLANs and port groups need to be configured on the environment. And we'll see a little more detail on this here in a minute. Um, vSAN configuration, all disks are available for you. So one of the gotchas here is if you're repurposing some old ESXi hosts, um, you wanna make sure that there's, and you've like reinstalled ESX, so it's got a new ESXi installation, but the host has been used in vSAN before. You might have some uh, hanging vSAN partitions still on those disks. And so you wanna make sure that all those different things are completely cleaned up on the disks. Um, and then we need to make sure that DNS is pre-configured for the entire environment as well. So we go through just kind of the different steps. Um, and then this little part of the spreadsheet here, going to the next tab, kind of gives us an idea of how what's included in the management domain. And so then we need all the different license keys, right? So the license keys for ESX, vSAN, uh, the v, is this the vCenter server, and then the NSX keys in the SDDC manager appliance key. So enter all the license keys and you can enter in all the different CPU and storage capacities here and this kind of help run some calculations of what's needed, how it's gonna get utilized within the environment. Kind of handy for butter customers. And we need all the default passwords for all the different uh, components that we're gonna install here on day zero. So the root accounts for ESX, uh, the single sign-on domain administrator account, the root account for the vCenter server appliance, the NSX uh, T appliances. And so one of the things to pay attention to is uh, some of these different appliances have different password uh, requirements, right? So NSX T needs at least 12 characters where uh, vCenter can get away with eight to 12. And so as you're filling this out, we you know go through and make sure that you're meeting all the different password policy requirements necessary to deploy all these different components. From there, we get on to looking at the hosts within uh, VMware Cloud Foundation. And so we need to know what VLANs we're gonna deploy all this stuff on. So when we take a look at, we've got the management VLAN. So um, by default, this is all comes kind of pre-configured a little bit, so you have an idea of what to fill in exactly. So we're gonna give it the VLAN for the management network, vMotion, vSAN, um, and the NSXT host overlay network. And then we've got some NSX edge configurations as well. And this is kind of an optional component for deploying what we call application virtual networks as well. Um, so then you can see here's those first four ESXi hosts, the specific IPs for all of those. Um, and then we're gonna use a range of IPs for uh, 
vMotion and vSAN so that these can just claim from those ranges. And then set the MTU and the gateway for all those. And then we kind of get into oh, some more details, right, within the deployment parameter sheet here. So uh, point it to your DNS, NTP servers, and then we can specify exactly what name you want for your vCenter, what IP address you want for that, what size vCenter you would like to deploy. So a lot of detail you can kind of see as we walk through the different process, making sure that we're using you, the customer's naming conventions as much as possible. Um, data store names, do you want to enable dedupe and compression? So we let a, allow a lot of flexibility with uh, being able to, to deploy this as well. Um, and so this kind of gives a high-level overview of the deployment parameter sheet of what we need to lay down that management domain. It's like we were saying, uh, once you fill this completely out, we upload that to the cloud builder and then that deploys the management domain within the environment. So that kind of gives us our day zero installation. So let's take a look. I've got a demo here of what that bring up process looks like. And if you've got any questions about the deployment sheet or anything else as we go along, just feel free to drop those in the Q&A. So here we're going to load the user interface for the Cloud Builder appliance and log into it. You set the default uh, username and password when you deploy the OVA. So we just log into the user interface here. Accept the end user license agreement. And then we're going to be deploying VMware Cloud Foundation, not the VxRail version. We do use the same tool for both uh, deployments. Uh, just a slightly different uh, interface for both. And so then from here, uh, we need to fill out and make sure that the prerequisites are done, right? So we've got everything rack stacked, cabled, VLANs plumbed, uh, all the different prerequisite settings are set up correctly within the environment. Uh, next, we need that deployment parameter spreadsheet. So this gives you another opportunity to download that parameter spreadsheet. Uh, this is the Excel spreadsheet is also downloadable from the MyVMware portal along with the bits for uh, the Cloud Builder appliance. So if you've got the uh, deployment parameter spreadsheet, we go next, uh, complete the parameter spreadsheet, and we want to make sure that you've got all the different necessary information for deploying that in your environment. I hit next. And then from there, we're going to upload that uh, configuration file. So that Excel spreadsheet, we'll go grab that, upload that to the environment, and we'll hit next. And then we go through a validation process. And so this validates that the spreadsheet is good. And we do as much as we can ahead of time to make sure that your environment is completely ready to install all these components. So uh, we'll make sure that your passwords meet the requirements, that we can ping these ESXi hosts, that these VLANs are accessible. We're checking to make sure time is in sync across the ESXi hosts. Uh, you've got storage capacity and all the different components are ready to go as much as possible uh, to, to build this management domain. So then from there, we'll go next. And it says, are you sure you're ready to deploy the software-defined data center? And we'll say, yep. And so from here, this is normally, you, know, when you think about the process here, like as we described it, we're deploying a vCenter, creating a cluster, uh, configuring vSAN, deploying the distributed switches, um, going through a whole brand new um, 
deployment of an entire software-defined data center. This process normally takes about two and a half to three hours, uh, depending upon the speed of the servers you're deploying it on and whatnot. Um, and you can see this is through the magic of uh, demo software here. We're going to accelerate the speed of being able to deploy this quite quickly here. And there we go. So now we've completely deployed that management workload domain. So we'll go launch the SCDC manager here and connect to it. And there it lands us on our uh, VMware Cloud Foundation SDDC Manager dashboard page. And so we can see we've got uh, a bunch of different things here on the screen, kind of gives us a nice high level view of the CPU memory and storage available with the environment. We can see that we've got the one management domain deployed. Uh, it's running on all hybrid hosts, right? So it's got a mix of spinning disk and, and uh, flash disks or SSD disks as well. And then we can kind of dive in a little bit to see this vCenter server that it's deployed. And so this is where most of our vSphere administrators live, right? So being able to go in and you can see here we've launched the vCenter server from the SDDC manager interface. Um, and you can see we've got <clears throat> these uh, first four hosts deployed. So we've got ESX one through four. We've created this um, resource management pool for the management domain, and we've got all the different components. This is a f an ES, uh, VMware Cloud Foundation 3.9 uh, demo that I'm showing here. So this is going to show a little bit different architecture than we have uh, with uh, 4.0 at this point in time. And then I wanted to kind of give everybody a good view of what this looks like. And so we can see the platform services controllers, the vCenter, login site, some different components that all got installed all with automation uh, using the VMware Cloud Foundation. So Heath, I have a question. Yeah. When prepping those hosts for Cloud Builder, how much uh, work is required by the administrator? Um, what I mean is, you know, does it need to be reachable with an IP address or can uh, Cloud Builder reach out to the out-of-band management in my hosts? Or if I have it, maybe, you know, the management network is set on these. Do they have to be on the correct VLAN for what will eventually be my management network? Or do I just have to give an IP to Cloud Builder that will work for the initial setup? So here's a good checklist, right? So uh, we need to have ESXi installed on it, obviously. Um, we need to have uh, vSAN uh, compatible hardware for this management domain. So when we stand this, uh, when the stand up, the management domain, vSAN is required. And so this needs to be uh, vSAN compliant, like it says here. It's got to be part of that vSAN hardware compatibility list so that we're running on certified vSAN compatible hardware. Um, it needs to have uh, two physical NICs attached to it and the default standard switch, right? And we're looking for the minimum of 10 gigs. Uh, network connectivity is what we recommend at the most. Uh, make sure all the hardware drivers and firmware versions are up to speed. Uh, ESXi is installed. SSH and syslog are enabled on the host. This is uh, a, not a default setting, right? Normally ESXi comes uh, with this locked down and not enabled. Uh, we need this enabled so that we can do this automation to deploy uh, VMware Cloud Foundation on it. Um, DNS, forward and reverse, just like uh, you would for deploying any vCenter. 
the management IP is configured on that first NIC port, so uh, VM NIC zero. Um, trying to see if we call it anything else specific here. Standard switch, default uplinks, hardware partitions. Yeah, make so I called out a little bit earlier about those. Uh, making sure if you're reusing any hosts, make sure that any old partitions are uh, deleted and clear. And then the required network pool. So network pool is already configured for you during the bring up process. That's part of that parameter spreadsheet. And ensure the hosts use for vSAN workload manager should show vSAN enabled network pool. That's a specific for this commission host process. And VMFS and uh, NFS are this, this is these last few things are specific to creating workload domains, which we'll get to in a little bit. So uh, that kind of covers it mostly. So default install, NTP, DNS, and the one kind of special thing, SSH is enabled. That's that's kind of the base install necessary to deploy uh, the ESXi host to get that management domain up. Cool. Thanks. Yep. All right, so let's jump back over to slides here. So we took a look at day zero deployment there. So now we've got the management domain stood up. We've got the SDC manager deployed, the vCenter deployed. Uh, we've deployed NSXT manager cluster. So this is uh, for Framework Cloud Foundation 4. And we've also deployed uh, an optional NSX edge component for our north-south routing. Um, from there, we get into growing this architecture, right? And so, I uh, actually want to jump ahead a couple slides. We've got two different types of architecture, and I want to just jump ahead to the this slide here a little bit first. Um, so we have, because uh, we had that tweet come out the other day that was somebody was asking about, is this work for small, medium businesses, or is this only for enterprises? And so we have the ability to deploy two different types of architecture with Cloud Foundation. We can either do the consolidated architecture where you run your business applications on this management domain, on these first four hosts, and you can start to grow that first cluster that gets deployed and actually run your business on that. And we've got, we've got actually have quite a few customers that are doing this, have a VMware Cloud Foundation system deployed with um, four hosts, and that's it. And they're a nice small, medium business, and they're just using VMware Cloud Foundation with just those first four hosts. Um, and then we have other very large customers that have thousands of hosts, right? So we can go anywhere in these uh, different types of scale and architecture. And so outside of the, the running your business on the first four hosts, that's considered the consolidated architecture. The next one would be deploying uh, what we call the standard architecture. And so that's where you have that management domain stood up and then you're gonna deploy workload domains um, to run your business applications on in a separate cluster completely. Um, and so we'll get into a little more detail on that in just a second here, but that's uh, those are the two types of architecture we have available within Cloud Foundation for either small businesses or some of our larger enterprise customers. So if we go back up to this, so we've got that management domain, and so small, medium businesses can start here and kind of start scaling up and just adding more host to this management workload domain if they want. Um, 
But then as customers grow, they can also look to deploy their first workload domain, right? So when we deploy a workload domain, and this is kind of a new term that's specific to VMware Cloud Foundation or our VMware validated designs, we use this term, this workload domain. And so what this is, is we're going to deploy more physical ESXi hosts. And then it's more than just a cluster. We call it a workload domain because uh, this cluster of hosts actually gets its own vCenter. And so you can kind of see we've deployed a vCenter here inside the hosts or on the hosts that are running the management workload domain. Um, when we do it with VMware Cloud Foundation 4, uh, we deploy this new workload domain, this new vCenter. We also deploy a new set of NSX managers uh, and kind of create an NSX manager boundary, right? So this vCenter is tied to these NSX manager clusters and the management workload domain uh, hosts uh, are specifically tied to this set of NSX managers. And so it has its own vCenter. And so that's where the term workload domain kind of comes from is uh, this workload domain is a cluster that has its own vCenter and its own NSX managers. It kind of takes it to that next level beyond just being another cluster within your environment. Uh, from there, we can continue to scale this out a little bit, right? So we can do multiple clusters within this workload domain one. And so here you can see cluster one, cluster two. Um, we've got the... ESXi hosts for both clusters and we've scaled it out and we're sharing this NSXT manager cluster with this uh, workload domain one. Uh, from there, we can continue to scale out even further. Uh, so we can add a whole nother workload domain for another type of business application and we have the choice then uh, when we deploy another workload domain of creating another NSX manager boundary. Um, and so we can either use the existing NSX managers or deploy a whole nother set depending upon your business application needs. Uh, so lots of choice and flexibility here. And then we can see, let's grow it out again here. We've deployed workload domain three. Uh, and this time we chose to have workload domain three leverage that uh, existing NSX manager uh, that was already there. And so you've got all these different flexible options for different architecture for scaling this out. And this is kind of what it looks like a little bit for how those business applications would look, right? So you've got the, the Linux application cluster, the DevOps cluster, and then we created a whole nother workload domain for our Horizon virtual desktops. And then another workload domain specifically for the Windows business applications. And so you have the ability to create these boundaries um, for your business applications and allow them to have, say the Windows and the VDI guys can have their own NSX manager, right? And they actually control their software defined networking infrastructure themselves and be separated from the Linux admins. We all know that the Windows admins and the Linux admins probably don't always get along, right? Um, so giving them their own isolated infrastructure, we can use role-based access control to uh, grant them access to the different components that each of them need. And uh, from the administrator perspective, looks like they've got control of an entire vCenter and um, their NSX infrastructure separate from each other. They're all very happy. So it kind of gives a nice high-level view of some of the possibilities for deploying VMware Cloud Foundation within the environment.
Any questions on what we've talked about so far? Now I'm coming up in the QA, but for, for my own purposes, that cloud builder is only the management domain, correct? We don't need the cloud builder anymore once we have VCF stood up for additional that, workload domains, do we? That, that's correct. So once you got the management workload domain up, the cloud builder, other than doing ESXi bare metal deployment, it can be turned off and thrown away if you want. I think one of the interesting use cases here, uh, Heath, is uh, obviously Cloud Builder has its own API. SDDC Manager has its own API. And if you choose to use uh, another imaging software, maybe like RackN or something of the sort, uh, you can orchestrate all of these things together to basically provide you the entire software stack, including workload domains, uh, which you're going to get into momentarily here. Um, so I think you know, that, that definitely speaks to uh, the automation side of it. Um, and uh, all of our public APIs that are available as well. Right, yeah. So the, the APIs are what's really interesting. I think we're, we're excited to see what a lot of uh, third-party uh, integrators are going to come up with for leveraging the APIs that we've made available and publicly available. Um, like Kevin mentioned, the Rack N one. That's another third party that's looking at doing bare metal imaging and being able to deploy bare metal ESXi host to help you scale out with more automation. Um, so let's dive in. I'm going to do a little bit of a demo on that what we just talked about. Uh, so we're going to commission some hosts, and then we're also going to do a workload domain deployment. Um, just so you can kind of see what does this look like from the Cloud Foundation user interface perspective. So here we've got the Cloud Foundation SDDC Manager dashboard page. We've got that single management domain deployed that we kind of started out with here. We'll go into inventory, take a look at hosts. And you can see on the unassigned host tab, we've got nothing here, right? We've used all the hosts up. So we need to commission some more hosts. So at this point, when you com are commissioning hosts, you have already rack stack cabled, powered them on, loaded ESX, and followed this specific checklist that we've already talked about for preparing to deploy more ESXi hosts and grow your environment. So we have a couple different options for commissioning hosts. And so in this part where you show the manual method of keying in the individual ESXi hosts. We'll choose vSAN. We have the ability to deploy on, uh, when we add a workload domain, we have the option to deploy on vSAN, NFS, or uh, VMFS on Fiber Channel. So the nice part about vSAN is that it grows with the system, right? As you add more hosts, the vSAN storage capabilities grow with it. Um, if you're using NFS or VMFS on Fiber Channel, those are still managed uh, scale and size and partitions and the storage and all that. Uh, you still have to manage that manually. Um, but from um, deploying this from VMware Cloud Foundation, choosing the vSAN allows us to be able to do scaling out automatically. It grows as you add more ESXi hosts. And so it has the most automation capability when we use the vSAN storage, but we do have the flexibility. We've got a lot of customers that still have uh, leveraged uh, and love their uh, uh, fiber channel storage or their uh, NFS storage. And so we have the flexibility to deploy 
workload domains. Like I said earlier, that management domain requires vSAN to get stood up. That's just how we've uh, created the automation. Uh, start from that day zero green field installation. But uh, when we deploy a workload domain, we have the choice of vSAN, NFS, or fiber channel. Next, we have the network pool that we're going to select from. This is the network IP address range uh, that we're using for the management domain and the vSAN um, and some of the other different components. And so this is just making sure that we're attaching to the right network segments. Um, and then from there, we just key in the username and password for the ESXi host here, click add, and it adds it to the list of hosts to be commissioned. And so we'll do another one of these, type it in, click add, and then from there, we'll confirm the fingerprint on these hosts and just validate them, right? And so the automation just kind of goes through and says, and, and actually logs in and checks, you know, we've got SSH turned on, so it actually logs in over SSH, checks the username and password, make sure that time is in sync, uh, NTP is in sync, and it's ready to go. And then from there, we'll commission these two new ESXi hosts. And you can see here down on the bottom, we've got our task pane. And so it's going through the automation of commissioning these hosts. And here it's just going to uh, quickly go through a few different steps of automation within the SCDC Manager dashboard page here. And we've got some hosts that are now attached. We'll take a look. And here's those two ESXi hosts that we just commissioned. And so commissioning is really just registering empty hosts that are ready to get used and assigned to a cluster or a workload domain. And so that's one method for commissioning hosts. We'll take a look at another one. Uh, for our customers that are doing large volumes of ESXi hosts, we have the ability to use a JSON configuration file. And so this is just gonna spell out the fully qualified domain name, username, what type of storage we're gonna use, vSAN, NFS, uh, or fiber channel the password, and then what network pool we're going to connect it to. And you can see we've got multiple hosts inside this uh, JSON configuration file. And so this allows us to bring in bulk commissioning, right? Being able to register 100 hosts, I believe, is our maximum at this point in time um, at a time. So we'll upload this JSON configuration file, and it loads them all in here. We'll just go through that same process of confirming the fingerprint and validating them all. And then we'll commission those hosts. And again, it goes through that automation process. And then we can scroll down and now we've got all these new ESXi hosts commissioned uh, within the environment and we're ready to go uh, deploy a workload domain. So now we'll jump over to the workload domain deployment process here. And so here we can see we've got the single vCenter and the first four ESXi hosts deployed within the environment. So we'll go back to the SDDC manager dashboard page, go to workload domains, and here we're gonna create a new virtual infrastructure workload domain. So we're gonna go from one single management domain that we did during bring up and expand it into uh, a virtual infrastructure workload domain and add another vCenter and another cluster, right? So if we take a look at the management domain here, we can see there's the first four hosts in that cluster that it created. And we've got the unassigned hosts all here that we just commissioned a little bit ago. And 
we've got some, I don't know why this demo dump jumps over to, uh, we've got the license keys ready to go for expanding it. So we wanted to make sure that uh, we've got licenses. So we got the vCenter, vSAN, NSX licenses uh, ready to be utilized within the environment. So this is gonna consume some of these licenses. You can see some are used and how many are available within your environment as you're growing your environment out. Uh, and then we're gonna go into workload domain, virtual infrastructure workload domain. We'll choose vSAN and we'll give it a name. So we'll give the cluster a name, the, the workload domain a name, and type in the name of the organization that's going to leverage this. And then we'll start typing in more information. So vCenter IP address, fully qualified domain name. It's gonna pull in parts of this information, like we pointed at that network pool that we're gonna attach all this to, password information. Uh, this is the 3.9 demo that we're looking at here. So it has the option to deploy NSXV or T. The current 4.0 version is T only at this point in time. Um, and we're going to deploy it on VLAN 0 just for this demo. And so we're just going to give it some information for deploying NSXT here. So the cluster IPs and names. You type fast. It's amazing, and I'm in silent typing too, and I never make a mistake. Uh, from there, we've got the vSAN storage type, right? So, how many failures to tolerate? One, zero, or two within the environment? Uh, we default to one at a minimum. Um, and do you want to enable dedupe and compression within the vSAN storage that we're deploying against? And then here's those physical hosts that we've have in the unassigned or unused uh, ESXi host pool. So we'll select the ESXi hosts that we're gonna use, grab the license keys we're gonna use. So NSXT, vSAN, and vSphere license keys will all get consumed during this process. And then we're gonna look at the naming conventions that it's gonna use for everything. And review all the settings that have been entered for the everything we've gone through in this wizard. We'll hit finish. And then from there, it goes through an entire series of automation again, right? So we're gonna create this new virtual workload domain. And if we take a look, and all the details here, right? So this gives you an idea of all the different automation steps. Um, when I was a customer doing, going through the process of deploying a brand new vCenter, configuring NSX, uh, doing the SXI hosts and getting everything configured, this could take a few days. Um, this is gonna do it within a few hours and as long as the data you entered in that wizard is error-free, um, this deployment will be error-free as well. And so. It really kind of shows the the value of how when we talked about early on being able to stamp out consistent architecture and installation over and over and over again. Think about being able to deploy workload domain one, and you're like, ah, I need some, you know, we bought a new business application. We're going to deploy workload domain two. It's going to use this automation to constantly stamp out the same environment over and over and over again. Um, with uh, with this automation, making sure that everything is accurate within the environment. You can see this list kind of just blow by, and I'll go through it again. Um, there's almost uh, 200 different automation steps that it just steps through and configures automatically for you. 
so very powerful automation for being able to deploy. And we'll dive into this workload domain. You take a look at here's this on the services tab for this workload domain. We've got the v, the linked out to the vCenter, the link out to the NSXT cluster. Here's the hosts that we selected for that workload domain and the cluster that was deployed. And then we'll jump out to the vCenter and we'll expand this out. And here you can see there's that management vCenter with the first four hosts and then we've deployed this workload domain, brand new workload domain with its own four hosts all with the automation of VMware Cloud Foundation. And so going back to the SCDC manager dashboard page, we've got the management domain and now we can see we've got a one next to the VI workload domain as well. And so that kind of covers some of the basics on deploying an entire workload domain. Any questions on that? Well, I can't wait to get started. Uh can I just buy some hosts off of eBay and, you know, they'll work with a VCF and with all my, you know, license keys I get from VMUG or VXpert or whatever? Absolutely. Um, so we, I've, I've been working hard to make sure that uh, if you are a VMUG Advantage subscriber uh, or a VXpert, you will be getting license keys for um, being able to deploy VMware Cloud Foundation in, uh, in your environment. Um, and we've got a tool too for deploying uh, within the environment. I don't even have, that's a whole nother brown bag if we want to dive into the VMware Cloud Foundation lab constructor. Um, Why don't you just cover it in 10 minutes? <laughs> no, um, seriously, so is that available to pretty much anybody uh, if they want to use the... It is, it is. So if uh, for people that aren't familiar, I, I probably have a deck hiding here somewhere if I can dig it up. Um, we do have a tool uh, for people that aren't familiar with it. I think the easiest way is probably to go out to the to the blog site. Um, I'll uh, link it in the uh, chat as well, Heath. Well, yeah. And yeah, just make sure that uh, you send that to me, and I will put it in the show notes when this goes up on YouTube as well. There it is, right past it. So if you go out to the VMware blogs for VMware Cloud Foundation, I've got a two-part blog out there right now. I'd like to expand on it when I get a chance, uh, where I introduce what we call the VMware Cloud Foundation Lab Constructor. And so this is actually a tool that automates that entire process we saw of actually deploying an entire management domain and it has the ability to deploy an expansion pack and deploy a workload domain all inside of a single or multiple ESXi host. So we'll do a whole nested installation of VMware Cloud Foundation. Um, super powerful tool for being able to try all this stuff out. Um, so definitely take a look at the blog site. Uh, Kevin posted a link to where we can get the Cloud Foundation bits, but the blog kind of gives you a nice high-level view of how the lab constructor works uh, and being able to deploy that within an environment. Um, from that, a uh, couple more things. Uh, how much time we got left here, Ken? We're in good shape. We got uh, eight minutes. All right. So we'll kind of breeze through a couple things. So think about being able to deploy all this. Uh, what about lifecycle management? It's one of the things we talked about at the very beginning is where customers can struggle with lifecycle management. And so 
within Cloud Foundation, we have the ability to manage patching and upgrading, and we make it super easy for all these different software components here. We've got the ESXi, the vSAN, the NSX. And so the VMware uh, Cloud Foundation SDDC manager will get an update and give you notice of that update, and then we'll allow you to do scheduled updates and reporting on your updates on a per-cluster basis. So we give you nice granular control of being able to deploy patching and upgrading within your environment on a per-cluster basis. And so when you take a look at uh, patching and upgrading the environment, we make that as easy as possible. Um, and then here's a quick slide on the storage options we talked about, right? So um, this kind of comes up a lot. That's why I wanted, I threw this slide in as well. A lot of customers are wondering what storage options can I do when kind of a thing. And so we've got three different kind of storage options, right? So principal storage for the management domain specifically, like we talked about, it's vSAN only. Principal storage options, so these are used to create the workload domain itself, right? So we saw that wizard that we walked through of being able to create that entire workload domain. Um, you have the choice that we showed, vSAN, NFS, or Fiber Channel. Those are the options we have for deploying that and creating that workload domain, and we call those the principal storage options. So every time you pick one of these and create a workload domain, every time you add a host, and grow that cluster, it's going to be attached to that vSAN or NFS or fiber channel. It's gonna be the default option for every time you scale up that infrastructure. Um, from there, we have supplemental storage, right? So being able to just add other capacity for things like backups or disaster recovery, replication, whatever it is you need. Uh, we then have the added feature of using vVols or iSCSI, um, and then fiber channel and NFS as well. So a lot of flexibility. It just kind of depends upon which stage you're at. Are you deploying the management domain? That's always vSAN. Otherwise, if you're creating more workload domains, and it's just that creation process, we're going to need vSAN, NFS, or Fiber Channel. Otherwise, we can connect lots of other storage options as well. So I'm curious about something, Heath. Sure. Um, if vVols and iSCSI can work fine as supplemental storage, why do you think they can't be principal storage options for workload domains? Right, so we don't have that in the UI at this point in time. Um, I'm not exactly sure if there's just a like a programmatic automation problem to be solved there. Uh, what do you think, Kevin? You got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, as we look at storage, we're always trying to um, take up the next storage possible. Uh, obviously, there is some storage that is easier uh, than others. Uh, if you take a look at our FC uh, support, actually requires you to mount the volume to all the hosts in that workload domain before you create it. Uh, so I know there is things that we're working on, obviously can't talk about it here today, but uh, uh, in terms of being able to automate other storage types uh, in the future. Thanks. Perfect. All right, so with uh, four minutes to spare, I'm just gonna throw up the uh, resources slide here. And so we've got lots of more information and we just barely scratched the surface on what we can do with Cloud Foundation. I know Kevin's got a ton more details he's gonna cover in uh, the next session that he's gonna do in a couple weeks here. 
um, and kind of show you what's new with version four specifically. But if you're looking to learn more information, we've got a few different links out here. Um, I want to call out one and I don't see it on this list. So I'm just going to jump up to the website here quick. We're going to take a look at the storage hub. So a lot of our customers, vSAN customers especially, are familiar with storagehub.vmware.com. We've got a new button out here called VMware Cloud Foundation, of course. Um, and so the demos that I showed today are all actually hiding out here. And so when you take a look at deploying uh, Cloud Foundation, you see here's this bring up process. This is the actual demo that I just went through, right? We have the whole you know, text description of what everything you're going through, but this shows you the whole bring up process. So this, these demos that I went through tonight are all out here on Storage Hub, and you can walk through the entire user interface, um, and it will guide you through the user interface and explain to you exactly what we're doing. So if you want to learn more about VMware Cloud Foundation and see these demos for yourself and get some hands-on time with the user interface and see how it works and understand Cloud Foundation better, um, take a look at Storage Hub here and it will go through the entire process of uh, walking you through all the different configurations possible with uh, deploying Cloud Foundation, and then it goes through all the other stuff we didn't even have time to cover. Um, so we've got things like automation using lifecycle management. I got a demo for that. This one covers automation, use it for replacing all the passwords in the entire environment, um, changing SSL certificates, backups. I mean, you name it, we've got uh, the ability, even like what says here, shrinking workload domains or deleting clusters. All these things are automated capabilities within Cloud Foundation. We, had, we just didn't have time to cover them tonight. So a lot of stuff, a lot of resources out here on storagehub.vmware.com. Awesome. Thanks, Heath. Yeah. I'm going to pause for just a moment. Uh, if anybody has one last question, now's your chance to get it in. Otherwise, we're going to say goodnight. So going once. I mean, I can't believe like, I can, I can see the people out there. They, they've got to have questions. I know who you are. You've answered every question that, that they have. So, uh, you know, you finished with one minute to spare. So congratulations, Heath. Awesome. And uh, we'll be talking to you and Kevin in a couple of weeks for the next uh, edition of VCF4, What's New? So looking forward to that. And thank you very much for presenting tonight. Really educational. Really great, great stuff. Thanks, guys. Great. Thanks for having us. All right.